Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday podcast on the 30th of January 2024. I'm Andy Eubank and the podcast today includes C.J. Miller on the news. He'll have Ted McKinney talking about getting a new farm bill ironed out. Also details on a Purdue short course for private woodland owners. And Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin is here too with some pesky cold air predicted before it turns more mild. The Hat Podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more and stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation today. Also today, John Zanker analyzes another sell-off in the grain markets on Monday. It's all on the Who's Your Ag Today Tuesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. For many of you here in Indiana, agriculture is your life's work and legacy. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Throughout my career, I've been immersed in Indiana agriculture and appreciate the role that ACI plays on behalf of Indiana agribusinesses. ACI is the proactive voice for agribusiness, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Bids are being accepted now for 346 acres of Indiana farmland. Halderman Real Estate Services brings you an opportunity to own top quality farmland in Carroll County, featuring four sizable tracts of tillable cropland and grain bin totaling over 346 acres. Visit halderman.com for information on the Flora Group Legacy Auction. Bids will be accepted until January. January 31st at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit Halderman.com or call A.J. Jordan, 317-697-3086. Equal housing opportunity. One Indiana Ag Leaders push for a new farm bill and Purdue Extension offering a short course for private woodland owners. I'm C.J. Miller and this is Hoosier Ag Today. It's already been four months since Congress voted to extend the previous farm bill by one year, but your lawmakers in Washington still haven't come up with a new farm bill. And that's why one Indiana ag leader is pushing members of Congress to get it done sooner than later. I think there is still a chance to get to farm bill. I tend to be a bit more on the optimistic side. Life's pretty miserable if you're always negative. And that's Indiana native Ted McKinney, who serves as CEO of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, or NASDA for short. He says his concern is that lawmakers are losing valuable floor time in Congress to iron out a new farm bill. Our view is that we really need to get this done by March and April. We know that the leadership of both the House and Senate Ag Committee want to do that, but it's floor time that's becoming the pinch point now. McKinney says that NASDA is pushing lawmakers to increase federal funding for ag research at land-grant universities. 
like Purdue. It's important. People say that. But gosh, the last two farm bills, it's been sixth out of five in priorities, 11th out of 10. And man, are we falling behind on the international stage in terms of our support for ag research. We can't always leave that to the corporations. He also wants to make sure that any new regulations in the next farm bill are helpful for Indiana's farmers and ag businesses not hurtful. So, of course, we're going to be very involved because we are co-regulators in our states. Most people think that EPA, FDA, USDA are the regulators, and they are. But most people don't know that a lot, I dare say most of the regulations that are instituted by Congress and then shaped by those agencies, it's all handed off to state departments of ag. So we take a great deal of interest in shaping those properly because we say with pride, we're the closest to that farmer, that rancher, that processor. So you bet we're going to be involved in any number of areas. In addition to a new farm bill, McKinney says another aspect that needs improvement is ag trade. We're lifting up international trade, and for sure, the current administration's paying some attention to that, but the complete walk away from what I've always known as a free trade agreement and the focus on market access, which is largely bringing tariffs down, has just been vacated. There's no attention at all being paid to that. We're lifting up trade policy. You can hear more from NASDA CEO and Tipton County native Ted McKinney at HoosierAgToday.com and the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. Well, if you're a landowner and are looking to learn more about the biology and management of forest, or if you want to learn more about the resources available to help you with your property management goals, then sign up now for the Purdue Extension Forest Management for the Private Woodland Owner Short Course. Joining us now is Liz Jackson, Executive Director of the Indiana Forestry and Woodland Owners Association. And Liz, tell us what private woodland owners can learn from the short course. It meets one night a week for eight weeks. Plus, there's a Saturday outdoor field day where people can get out in the woods with forestry and wildlife experts. It's going to start in February in Dubois and Jackson counties. And then in March, there'll be courses in Wabash and Stark counties. And in those courses, you get tools to help you meet your goals and make informed decisions. And they're taught by forestry and wildlife experts. During the eight weeks, they have topics like tree identification, forest management planning, considerations for selling timber, and wildlife habitat management. Liz, if folks can't make the drive down to one of these counties for this short course, is there an online option available? Sure, absolutely. We have one online course starting about the end of February. And in that course, it's a little bit shorter version. You can join on Zoom and there are videos you can watch on your own time. And then three live sessions with a forester to get your questions answered, plus a field day option. Fantastic. How much to sign up for the short course, Liz? So the cost of these programs is $50 or $30 for additional family members. You can sign up now online at ifwoa.org slash events. And you can see these programs as well as many other programs. You can also find the link and more information about the short course at our website, HoosierAgToday.com. I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Farm Credit America believes that your crop insurance should be maximized to address what's important to you. With their data-optimized decision tool, you can build a policy custom fit to your operation's goals. Using your past production data, their tool, which they have exclusive access to in their territory, maps out future events, helping you choose the perfect policy time, coverage level, and options for you, all guided by their crop insurance agents. To learn more, visit fcma.com crop insurance. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity provider. 
the High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. I'm Ian Martin with Who's Rec today's Indiana Farm forecast, dealing with clouds and chill today across the region. Yeah, we've been talking about this week being above normal on temperatures, and I think it will be for most of the week, but we just are dealing with these pesky cold air incursions from Canada and the Great Lakes. Now, we're talking about it pesky right now because, look, I'm tired of the cold, damp gray. I, I want something that reminds me of spring. And you say, Ryan, it's only January 30th. You are correct, but you know I want what I want. But here's what's going on. This cold air is actually going to end up helping us late this week. We'll explain why when we get there. But today, plenty of clouds, and we're going to be seeing some on-again, off-again rain shower activity. Won't rule out some wet snowflakes either. But with most of this moisture coming during the daytime hours, I think we're looking at rain. Very cold rain, but you get the idea. Anywhere from a few hundreds to a few tenths is what we'll see through your Tuesday today. The moisture gets done late this afternoon. Clouds break up overnight tonight. And your Wednesday tomorrow starts with better chances of sunshine, although we are cool still. The temperatures start to moderate in the afternoon. And then as we move through Thursday, Friday, we're seeing a secondary round of cold air sag southward over Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and maybe into northern tier counties of Ohio and northeast Indiana. But it's not as strong of a surge south. This cold air doesn't really get in the way of sunshine. I think we see continued partly sunny skies through Thursday and Friday. But what this cool air does do is help us dry down later in the weekend. Why? Well, there's a big system kicking out of the Four Corners region this week, late in the week, Thursday, Friday, and it moves into the Great Plains, Southern Plains. But this cold air surge, this uh, Canadian air mass, does keep that next low farther south, moving across the deep south and then up the east coast. So we actually end up benefiting from the cool air because it pushes this system away, or at least it keeps the track of the low a little farther south. And we are going to be able to dry down through the weekend into early next week. And we're going to do it with temperatures that aren't horrible. It's not like the temperatures are going to be cold. It's just that cold air surge late in the week, Thursday into Friday, helps shape the track of the next low. We stay dry next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, with temperatures near and above normal. And then it's once we get into Wednesday afternoon, we're watching a system come out of the Four Corners region again. This one, I believe, has a better shot at hitting us as low pressure is moving farther north. So this likely brings us rain next weekend as we move into the... Uh, late 9th, 10th, and 11th time frame. That's a look at your forecast update. Have a great rest of your day. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. More liquidation in the grains and oil seeds. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Farm Market Review. Settlements on the day coming up, but it was losses throughout the session. We begin with market analysis, and I grabbed that near the end of trade from John Zanker, risk management commodities. John, more liquidation as we open up the week and leading to the downside, the nearby soybean contracts, but corn and wheat followed. We really don't have anything news-wise that you would consider bullish. We've got some other things that are weighing on the markets and on Monday, corn and soybean export inspections out. 
but uh, ho-hum, I guess, in the middle of the range of expectations. Yes, inspections of $35.5 million for corn, decent. Um, nothing that uh, brought the bulls out, uh, the wannabes. Uh, beans, 32.7, not good. Um, you know, we've been talking about this for weeks, and uh, we're continuing to fall behind the needed pace. Uh, right now, um, Arlen Suderman put something out at noon. He thinks we're about $68 million behind the needed pace. So uh, if you take the USDA's current uh, ending carryout projection of 280, you put 68 million on it. That's 348 million. Now we're starting to get into uh, a number that's going to make $12 beans, um, you know, very difficult to come by unless we had some or have some problems in South America. And um, that scare is waning. It has been for the last two, three sessions and uh, right now we're seeing some rains out there for argentina at least in the 8 to 15 day period that look pretty decent um that's still kind of a ways out there maybe that will change but uh boy when that forecast started moderating a bit um say about what last wednesday uh andy uh, it's been downhill ever since and i think last monday i probably sounded as optimistic on prices as i have in several weeks and here we are now we're lower than where we were last monday so uh, a disappointing uh, last four sessions for sure yeah it's certainly been a run to the downside so a bit of a trend also pressuring the markets uh, crude oil is weak and the u.s dollar index strong anything else that's of notable uh, pressure point well i'd say you've you've touched on it pretty good there uh not a really bad day in the energy but uh something's going on certainly in soybean oil and uh, a really big loss there dollar 49 right now so that's a major loss in oil and that's the major reason for the weakness meals actually up so uh just a disappointing day. Um, about the only decent thing is we have uh, some of these contracts that are four cents off the low here going into the close. But right now, um, uh, I, I we're, we're, we're going to need another scare to develop down in Argentina or Brazil to uh, bring this market back. And uh, I might have mentioned this before, but uh, you go back to May 31st. Uh, we saw the nearby contract at that time, the July, get down to 11.45. So I think that's your target right now. There's not a whole lot standing out to me on the charts, Andy, that says that uh, we're not going to seek that level out at some point. I was going to ask about uh, levels of support. Are we nearing those? And potentially then, as we get close to those areas, possibly looking at a turnaround Tuesday. Well, we just, uh, we'd bounced fairly well off of uh, a 37 month low in corn we're almost right back down there to where we were uh, about a week ago on that andy so um as as i've said in my morning comments more than once it's never a good sign when you got to throw uh, when you have to uh, throw the five-year chart up there on your screen to try to find some support so um we're, we're we're getting into an area here to where uh, it's not going to be overly difficult to break March corn back into the 425 area. And again, on soybeans, I'm not really seeing much that stands out to me until uh, 
until that May 31 low of 1145 is struck. That is John Zanker, Risk Management Commodities. His number is 866-837-9027. It's the Hat Monday Farm Market Review. Everything sold off. March corn ends the day down six cents at 440 and a quarter. May 450 and a half. That was a five and a quarter cent loss. 15 cents lower. March beans 1194 and a quarter. And May goes to 1205 down 11 and a quarter. March wheat five. 93 and a half losing six and three quarters the meats ended the day mixed february live cattle 177.37 down a dollar seven cents 35 cents higher on the febline hogs coming off the day's low 75.27 at the close i'm andy eubank with the monday review this is who's your ag today timely relevant credible